This is the beautiful game described by two ugly gentlemen. Glory to Columbus! Who are probably sitting at a soccer bar near you. McBride's in the box, a hard cross, McBride scores! It's 3-0, United States! Welcome to Bone and Bean United. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. Lots to get into today, Beamer. We have got a ton of soccer to discuss. The crew save a point at the death. At the Death Star, no less. Literally on at the death. throwback 90s night. Yes, what a great, uh, not win, but a Gordon Gee win, if you will, for that one. <laughs> that was nice. And 1-1 draw with the Revs. Talk about that a little bit. They are on the road in Charlotte this week, so we'll get to that. Champions League stuff to talk about. Plenty of big news there. Some nice little matchups coming for mm-hmm. you in the uh, semifinals, which is where we are now headed to. So we'll get into that. Uh, There's some news about USA and Mexico. They played a game this week. The men's teams did. But those two federations are going to be joining up for something that could be really cool in a few years. We'll talk about that. And uh, more just general soccer discussion from around the world. Hey, by the way, uh, I want to start off the show with two things. One, music recommendation. Music recommendation for the week turnstile okay you ever heard of this band no okay they've been around for a while but they haven't they don't tour much anymore they just put out a new album like a year or two ago this would be somewhere in that vein of if you like like if you like fugazi but wanted an updated version of fugazi this is kind of what turnstile is it's shouty hardcore kind of vocals with some nice little groove stuff going on. i jen winters who is new here yeah. at the fan one of our you know, longtime listeners who's now a host here at The Fan. She's big music fan. Her and her husband, non-sports Matt. And they recommended to me Turnstile. They said, based on what you like, you would like this. I checked it out. I've been listening to Turnstile like nonstop. So just a, if any Turnstile fans out there, I just want to say I'm sorry. I did not know about this sooner, but it's great. I have been uh, I'm staying away from the children's music. Because that's been a big thing in my life. Oh, you know, just with like the, yeah, playing with a little infant. Yeah, yeah I can't you know, imagine. I'm like, all right, well, let's just play him some actual music. And mm, I f- good call. I forget what what we were listening to the other day, and he just like hated it. <laughs> he started oh, screaming, he really? and I'm like, all right, well, apparently you're not a big fan of that. <laughs> uh, and then I've been chanting crew chants like in the house when I've been picking him up, and he seems to like that. Uh, we got that going for. Him. And last night I was playing Weezer, and he oh, he, li- yeah. he liked old Weezer, man. Good. Lo- was loving some some old Weezer. Weezer's good. I'm a big fan of that. I did see that uh, along. See when you, I'm thinking of bands that are like concurrent to Weezer, yeah. or like back in the day. Like so, Jimmy Eat World seems like it fits. Did you know in they're that- coming to Columbus. No. It's Jimmy Eat World, Manchester Orchestra, and Middle Kids are coming to Columbus in August. Ooh. And oh, I, I didn't. So yeah. that's not what I was. I did not know that. But there's another Jimmy Eat World show I know about, which is uh, Ohio is for Lovers. Yeah. Like, or Ohio is for Lovers Festival that yeah. Hawthorne Heights does. Yep. They are headlining that this year down in Cincinnati. And that's in September. I think it's like one of the football game Saturdays. So I don't know if I can get there, yeah, but we, we bought, I really want to go to that. We bought tickets to go see Postal Service and Death Cab oh. on Meredith's birthday, which is in September. And it's like a big Buckeye football weekend. I'm like, I do post game, but <laughs> I think I might have to call off for that. It's on a Sunday. It's a Sunday oh. night. I've already taken the Monday off. Good. But I'm Good. like, I don't know if we can extend that. Maybe we leave on the Sunday, Sunday morning or I don't know, but we're still trying to figure it well, out. Well, I mean, I'll break some news here. I'm not going to be – so then the Thursday, Friday of the Notre Dame game, mm-hmm. peace out. I don't know what I'm Notre not Dame is. I, I'm not here for it. 
because I'm going to Birmingham, Alabama to a thing called Furnace Fest, where Turnstile is playing on Saturday, but I won't be there for that. I'm going Friday night to watch Amberlin, Reliant K, nice. MXPX, early 2000s, post-punk, hardcore, pop-punk bands That's that great. I love. Norma Jean is going to be there randomly, like in a whole bunch of hardcore bands. I think, I can't remember if Hatebreed's going to be, like there's a whole bunch of stuff. It's like hardcore bands and pop-punk bands <laughs> unite at this festival. So we're going down for that. And then we're coming back through bourbon country. Nice. But we decided we're just going to drive down. So anyway, yeah, this is one of those things that may get cut for the uh, radio show, <laughs> but leave it in for the podcast, I guess. That's fine with me. Uh, the other thing I wanted to tell you, Bean, before we get going into crew stuff is Leeds fans, I'm very sorry. I did you dirty this year. I went out not, not only, not only did only I become a fan. we could have ever seen this coming. And if I, only we had track records to go off of to say that Leeds were going to get relegated. <laughs> Like, I don't, I mean. Yeah, you know what? Hmm. This, I may, I have to, I'm going to mull this over. I'm not committing to anything yet. I may next year not adopt any Premier League teams. What about Sunderland? Well, no, that's what what I'm saying is Sunderland's now getting a good taste. I'm able to watch a lot of their games. They're up in championship. They look like they'll stay up. They don't look like they're going to get promoted into the Premier League. But I guess, I mean, if they just went on some crazy run, they just had a 1-1 draw where they Got an early lead, and as they do, it seems like nine times out of ten. I don't know how many times I've checked in on Sunderland. It's like, oh, one-one draw. What happened? They got the lead, gave it up. Yep. Or they started off down and then found a way to get a tie. That's like 90% of their games this year. But anyway, Leeds fans, I am so sorry about what I've done to you. Liverpool, who, you know, they're having a great year. Liverpool's just playing out of their minds. Oh, wait, no, they're not. They suck. Liverpool beat you 6-1 to one at home. Yikes. Like, this is an awful season. I say for you Leeds. adopt Liverpool next year as your team. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Manchester I think, United. I, fans. Think, I think that I should think be your team. <laughs> also, stupid, as I was saying on the podcast, just giving Arsenal a stray bullet last week. Oh, yeah. United playing in the Europa League, 2 0 at home, feeling great, two own goals, two How about two that? return How about leg that? today. Mm, sorry about that, buddy. Yeah. yeah. And, you know what? Karma's a funny thing. Isn't the, own, it? the own goals, I felt like, were a particular <laughs> little soccer god's. <laughs> chef's kiss to you it was very nice i like that. i get what i deserve yeah. i'm an idiot well speaking of own goals let's talk about the crew they uh tie new england revolution your favorite coach bruce arena over there mm-hmm. looking sour he and looked angry old. As he fuck. looked old man he is old he's I know he like is, 100 years he, old now even meredith like you know she we're watching the game together and my dad and my stepmom were down from cleveland and they had the game on, and we were grilling out and doing a bunch of things. And Meredith looks at the TV. She's like, is that the former U.S. manager? And I'm like, yeah, it sure is. She goes, man, he looks old. Like, yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. been a while. Dude, I mean, Bruce Arena's been – don't forget, like, he was managing D.C. United back in when D.C. United first was a thing. Yeah. Like, that's – their heyday was Bruce Arena. And then I went to New York, if I'm not mistaken, and then has been everywhere since. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the U.S. national team – twice multiple times right second time we won't talk about first time good second time eh, mid at the as the kids are saying these days yes but uh yeah so i also was stupidly on the air this week and mike brought up josie altador and i was like i don't even know where he is and it's like he played in this game dope <laughs> but i just i glossed over that forgot all about the fact that he's still with new england and played in this game but in either case crew get a 1-1 draw after let's be honest uh the own goal was pretty awful mm. from Milos, but... Another goal for Milos. <laughs> not the one you want. No. Not the one you want. But I will say this. Uh, the defending just in general in the first half of that game, poor. Yeah. So, 
unlucky to get an own goal, especially when the hits off his plant leg, not clearly just a just a bad attempt at a clearance yeah. that failed. And yeah, it he, stunk. He probably could do that nine times out of ten and would not do that. Yeah. And that was the one. But the goal was deserved from New England in the sense that they were pushing and really pushing in that first half and didn't get rewarded with a goal. But then they get one in the second half off that own goal. That sucked. But I didn't think I didn't think the crew played particularly well in that first half. I didn't either. Um, but here's here's I know we're gonna get to the the good news is that revs go a man down, mm-hmm. get a red card, and then the crew all of a sudden start pushing and get the goal get the obviously the goal at the end, which was tremendous. Place blew the lid off of it. Like it was oh, awesome. But what a great I mean, if you're not gonna win the game. That's about the next best result you can get is a tying goal at the death. Yeah, literally at the death. Like, I would almost say, too, like, it was almost unfair. Like, it was, it was a tale of two halves. Like, New England, unlucky not to get a goal in the first half. Crew, unlucky. And you could yeah. argue the same thing for New England. Lucky, or not, I guess it depends on who you're a fan of, but lucky not to get a second goal right. as well. Yeah. Like, disservice that they didn't get a, a few because, I mean, there were multiple times where you're like, oh, goal, going to go in. Nope. Okay, cool, whatever. Like, it was just... And it was one of those tale of 40 different 45 minutes for each team game. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And on top of that, you know, that there was a controversy. Uh, Brian Dunseth, I believe was on the call for Apple. He kind of made the point that, you know, that time on the clock versus the stoppage time that's it happened in the 97th minute or 98th minute, or whatever it was. Yeah. And there was only four or five minutes of stoppage. There was five time. minutes of stoppage. Time. But there was a big review right at the 89th, yes, it took 90th three minute. minutes. Yeah. And, and I saw um, one of the MLS soccer dot, dot com, com guys, whatever, whatever their podcast that they do. The main guy there who writes Andrew Wiebe, I think is his name. But anyway, one of those guys went and like broke down. Here's the moment this happened. Yeah. Here's where the sub was. Here's where this was Add up this time. This was Good within goal. the 30. There was like 30 seconds more left on the clock. If the ref's looking at his watch, that was a good goal. It should have counted anyway on the time. Like, don't get into this just looking at the clock and forgetting that stoppage time exists on the ref's watch, not right. on that clock on the screen. But anyway, that all said, a great goal for Sean Zawadzki yeah. to see him get that. And a, a tre- tremendous snap header. Not easy to do. No. That's one of the hardest Especially things that you can do. Especially as the game is dying off and you realize this is the last chance of the game. I love the fact that the New England players, two things out of that. One, the New England players looked like someone kicked their dog right in front of them. Yeah. And I, I always enjoy seeing the other team suffer a little bit. Grim not, death. Not, not, like, like. not like physical suffering, but just mental anguish of we should have had this. because we. That's dark and twisted out of you. I don't well, enjoy the physical suffering, but the mental anguish, I'm really into that. <laughs> what you I enjoy you psychological sicko? torture. Yeah. No, I mean, because how many years have, how many times last year alone oh, God. did we have, we've got this in the bag. All we got to do is see out the last 10 minutes. I don't and know how many times it was, but it was too many. Mental too anguish many. we experienced. I'm just yeah. saying, New England, glad you, and Bruce Arena, glad you enjoyed that. Josie, out the door, have a, have a day. Enjoy the mental anguish you got out of that one. But the other thing I was going to say is, how about this team, yet again, that wasn't on a set piece, but earlier in the game there was a set piece where, they did one of those things in the first half where it was a set play off a set piece, something they had worked on in practice where they kind of kicked it to the 18 and then whoever controlled it there, like dropped it back. And then Zella Ryan ran onto it and had a nice look at goal and a good shot on goal. Those things I'm seeing more and more of that. I'm seeing 
fewer set pieces that are just wasted opportunities. Those are things that last year and the last couple years, quite honestly, drove us crazy as crew fans. Why are we just kicking this? We're wasting these opportunities, wasting corner kicks, just nothing out of that. Well, stuff. There was no creativity like right. at all. It right. was just like, yeah, just go out there and do the same thing. It's like, you don't think that teams in MLS can guard against that. They can I don't scout think teams you. at a JV level can go and scout and say, <laughs> right. all right, well, they're doing the same thing. We're just going to defend in the same way. Like at least you got some creativity. Sure. You don't get three points at home after the way that you've been playing. Is it a little bit disappointing? Yeah, sure. Can you pair that with the fact that you had a goal in literally the last gasp of a game and you salvaged a point in which last year's team would have never done no, that? Never would. Have. So, you know, like, is it the best result? No, absolutely not. Will you take it? Yeah. Not as good of a result on paper, but to me, this one feels like more real. This was a more real yeah. l- result yeah. than that Atlanta game sure. where they won six to one. And it's like, I don't think there's actually six to one better than Atlanta when both teams are full capacity. They might be better than Atlanta. They're not six to one better. This one felt like, yeah, all right. The revs are good. Crew are on the ascension, I feel like, mm-hmm. but we're still getting there. Long way to go in this season, but that's you got a point out of this one. I'd like to believe when they play later in the season, maybe they yeah. are able to do better than that on the road and kind of get the two points they they didn't get on this one, right? But they stole two points out of that game away from New England. Oh, a thousand percent. They stole did. a point for themselves, kept yeah. New England down too. It's really like you got three points out of it in a sense, right? Because you kept them two points down and they got a point out of it. We got a point out of it. You got a lot closer than if you just lose the three. So, yeah. Somehow that math works. I don't know. <laughs> we'll take a break. Come back. The crew are in Charlotte this week. This week. They're coming. Yes. Depending on when you're Depending listening. Depending on when you're listening. Now. This, now they're in Charlotte about <laughs> to play. Either way, uh, we will uh, get you ready for that a little bit more. Also, Champions League, that all the quarterfinal action is in the books. We'll kind of talk about the matchups that are coming up there. You're listening to Bone and Beam United. back bone and beam united plenty to get to here uh shout out by the way for the crew fans that are traveling or have traveled down to charlotte uh, i believe there is a crew supporters group in charlotte nice. mecklenburg is like one of the suburbs of charlotte if i'm not mistaken or a neighborhood in charlotte something like that there is a mecklenburg massive group that i Sweet. believe is hosting the tailgate for those who've traveled down there so kind of cool to see i like I like the fact that we have enough outposts of crew fans yeah. that you can go to different MLS cities and have a group there that's like, oh, yeah, we all hang out and watch these games, and then we're going to go and support. So that's cool. There's a there's a post of those group out there. So if you're one of those, thanks for your support of the crew. We yeah, love that's to fantastic. That. Yeah, very cool stuff. And Charlotte, for whatever it's worth, I've been there multiple times, stayed there a few times, went to it. This is no shock for those of you who've been aware of me for a while. I have been to NASCAR races in Charlotte at their racetrack. I do. I like Charlotte as a town. It's a nice place. I would like to go there for a uh, Chalehone basketball game at some point. Mm-hmm. I'd love to do that. Love to take. I would love to go take in a crew game there. I need to go and do this. I didn't do the road trip this time, but maybe in the future I will. I've never been to Charlotte. No, no plan on it. Oh, that's that's fine. I'm just kidding. I have nothing it's, against. It's, Charlotte. Uh, I've just it's, never been. It's uh, deceptively close to South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there on the border. <laughs> <laughs> think North Carolina, you're like, oh, we're not anywhere close to South Carolina. Nobody. The two things that Charlotte right and down Columbus there. have in common, if you talk to anybody not from those two towns, man, great economic boom and population boom in those towns. Yeah, mm. we got it. We got it. Yeah, I got we're, it. We, we're aware. Thank you for letting us know. Appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, so where do you want to start with Champions League stuff today? Because uh, Manchester City, 
continued their run and move on, which is not a surprise. Feels like it was a big stepping stone for them. Yeah? You think so? Yeah, I just I think with, you know, the pep ties and Bayern and I, we can get into the whole Thomas Tuchel disaster at Bayern in his first six games. It's gone 2-2-2 two, two, and two, uh, at the point where Julian Nagelsmann was fired. Uh, they were top of the league, which they still are, to be fair. Um, they were top of the league. They were still in the Deutscher Pokal, which is like, you know, their tournament that they have over in the German leagues. You know, their cup is, is what they had, their league cup uh, over there. And then they were still in the Champions League. And since Thomas Tuchel was hired, they got knocked out of the Deutscher Pokal and they got knocked out of the Champions League. And frankly, the games against Manchester City, it was done and dusted at the Etihad when they played a couple of weeks ago. Like, I mean, it was over, man. 3-0, like you were never going to come back from from that. Not against that team. Not, a, not the way that they've been playing. No, no. And I, I think for Manchester City, this is, yes, like you said, a very good step for them in the right direction. A very bad step for every team out there that's like, oh, please, God, don't let them actualize. I mean, I remember what happened. Don't let them become what they are. I remember what happened last year against Real Madrid. Yeah. Two, two goals in two minutes. Right. Yeah. Pretty much changed the face of that whole tournament. Of course, because yeah. Real Madrid went on to yes. win again. I know. And Amazing. now, like, I, what was it last year where I'm like, I don't know who – uh, Big Carlo's got a blood pact with, but it's somebody like they're, I don't know, witchcraft and wizardry over in Madrid. And again, they moved on against Chelsea. Like Chelsea are a bit of a disaster too at the minute. Like that was a pretty easy task for them uh, going into Stamford Bridge and taking down Frank Lampard and Chelsea. So it's just, yeah, no big deal. Another semifinal for us. You know, it's, yeah. business by, is expected. By the way, uh, speaking of all that, did you see that um, Todd Bailey, the owner for Chelsea, Speaking of the Real Madrid, you know, Chelsea mm-hmm. t- tilt. Uh, Chelsea, he came down to the locker room, I guess, after one of their games. or before, I think it was a couple. Nice. I think it was over the weekend. Whatever the game they played, it was after that or before that or something. And came over. like the Italian owner that fired Wilfried Nancy. Yeah, right. That was the the guy who uh, up in Montreal. Yeah. Uh, Joey Saputo, I believe, is the guy, at least who used to be the owner of Montreal. I believe that's who he still is. But, yeah, that uh, he came down and basically said, According to reports, this, no one's on the record on this. It's factually correct. <laughs> on the, what the reports and what we're hearing are is that he kind of came in and was like, "Hey, let's let's uh, let's play as hard as we can now. Let's let's you know, more or less, just saying like I, I paid a lot of money for this amount of players that we got. We, you all are on big transfer fees, right? You where know you that. At, where are you at with ownership and like meddling in the team? Like where um, do you where do you come down on it? I Not to say that you have to come down on it like no, no, one no, side no, or the other. I, I, I think in general, there are probably exceptions to this rule. There are probably places where I would be inconsistent. In general, I feel like if you buy a Ferrari and then the Ferrari's not working properly and you have hired mechanics to work on your Ferrari, what good does it do for you to go in the garage and go, what's going on with these wrenches, huh? Yeah. What are we doing? It's like, you, you. that's not your specialty. That's not what you know. You, you bought this thing that you want to be a part of, and that's great, and you do own this, you know, property, but you're not an expert on how to make it efficient, work well, all those things. If you want to pop in and just say, hey, how's it going? Talk to the mechanic, ask questions, yeah. that's fine. When you come in and start like, can I get in the engine bay and tool around? No, you can't. You're not Give a mechanic. A wrench. This is not, you're right. Your ideas are worthless in this endeavor, and nine times out of ten, that's going to be the case with, you coming into a soccer locker room and doing that. Now, of course, Frank Lampard said, I had no problem with it. I thought it was fine. What's he going to say? I hated it. Yeah, the guy's paying fire me, me however many millions of dollars to coach for six games. Yeah. the uh, There was a story about that with, um, God, who was it? 
trying to remember who it was that was the coach. But in, in any case, there was a story about a European team had a wealthy owner, billionaire owner, and this was like 10 or 12 years ago. And I want to say it might have been Carlo Ancelotti. I okay. could be wrong on that. He was at Chelsea, right? Yeah. Back, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. That might have been what it was. I think it came from that because it was talking about Roman Abramovich yeah. when he first took over the team. There was supposedly, if I had the details on who it was wrong, I apologize. Just make up the names. The story Fine. is this. Uh, apparently, after some games when Chelsea would do poorly, Ancelotti would get a one-character text from Roman Abramovich that would just be a question mark. It's like if they lose two to nothing, he would just get a question mark from Roman Abramovich. And so supposedly Ancelotti's response to this was to send an exclamation point back. And then that would be the conversation. That was it. That's all they would say. That's terrific. <laughs> I just love how it's like question mark, exclamation point, high five. Glad, okay. glad we worked that out. Good to see that Thanks we're so. winning titles. <laughs> Yeah, this was when, yes, they were still very, very good, even mm. though they were not, uh, you know, they'd have a game where it didn't go as sure. well as it could have. But in any case, that's not Chelsea now. Chelsea are in disarray. They have been. Real Madrid continue to not be in disarray and continue Jesus. to look good once again. Uh, Sensio grabs a goal. Kareem Benzema gets a I mean, this is just, some of this stuff feels yeah, like. they're back at this. it again, man. Yeah, and am I Am I wrong that Asensio's playing a little bit out of position for Real Madrid? So like, is Camavinga. Camavinga's Camavinga playing like yeah. left back. Yeah, that's, that's what I was... And he's like one of the yes. best in the world. They asked him, they're like, hey, what do you think of this? He's like, I don't love it. Right. And you're, and you're destroying people. And you're like 21 years old. Yeah, man. You imagine being that good at something and being like, oh, it's not even really my thing. I would rather not play this position. Yeah. But I'm well, just we, we happy to be playing a, it as good as anybody is right now. We signed you to be center of the park, midfielder. You know, we're having some problems over the left side. Can you go cover this? Ugh. I guess. I guess. And you're I guess Real you Madrid. It's not like you're doing this in like a Sunday league. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Or you're not down to like the championship or league one or league two doing this. Like you're playing for Real Madrid in the Champions League. I know. Against Chelsea. It's like, well, we can throw this guy in at left back. And yeah, okay. He's got some great potential back there. So yeah, it's, it's, I have to remind myself too, like when we get sideways games, like City pasting Bayern Munich, it's like, we well, look at Bayern and look, and then look at City. Like it's just, Sometimes it's jaw-dropping to realize, yeah. like, look how good these guys. It's insane. Yeah. Well, in Bayern Munich, like we talked about earlier in the season, I mean, this was six months ago at this point, but we were just looking at them and going, well, here they go. Mm -hmm. Yet again, just rolling through early rounds of Champions League, which is what they always seem to do. But we thought, again, maybe this juggernaut was ready to get piped up and good. And then the wheels fell off. They fire a manager. Tuchel comes in. He's been abysmal. As you Levin, Lewandowski can't score a goal in the last few games. <laughs> that's that's kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, on Real Madrid, one other thing here: uh, midfielder Federico Valverde good. could earn a suspension. At, yeah, good, but could earn a suspension as high as twelve games because he threw a punch at Villarreal's Alex Baena uh, after Baena and Villarreal beat them at the Santiago Bernabeu back a few. I guess this was like a week or two ago. And the good news is that that wouldn't carry over for Champions League games for him because that would just be Spanish Federation. Yes, but what's interesting is that they're saying the ban may not even kick in for a month because <laughs> it's not going to get heard until the middle of May, which means Valverde would be available for the Copa del Rey final on May 6th. So, like, that's some home. That feels to me like some home cooking. Of course. Like, does it really take that long to figure out if this dude threw a punch or not? No. Does it really take that long just to decide whether or not he should get suspended? On the bench. Yeah. In either case, uh, May 6th coming up in a few weeks, that he appears he would be available for that, but then he may get suspended after all the important stuff's mm -hmm. kind of been done.
then then he'll get suspended. But yeah, like you said, probably just for domestic league games, uh, not for Champions League. We'll take a break when we come back. I've got some news on ways for you to see perhaps your favorite Premier League team in the U.S. And also, we'll talk about some big news coming for the Women's World Cup, potentially. That's all next. You're listening to Bone and Beam United. What a moment! Now back to Bone and Beam United. Welcome back to Bone and Beam United. You can follow us on Twitter at Bone Beam United. And of course, if you're listening to this not on the podcast, maybe you're listening on 97.1 The Fan, don't forget this show is a podcast and you can hear that podcast a few days before it is played on the radio on Saturday nights. You can check this out now. Wherever you get podcasts, just search Bone and Beam United. And we would love to have you be a part of our podcasting community and of listeners. When we're not on the radio. We use curse words every other word. Yes, we do. And so some of the podcasts you will get like three months from now will be a lot more ribald. Yeah. That's a word. I wonder, what are your thoughts on Erling Holland from a couple of months yeah, ago? Yeah, we, we forgot. To- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you missed, you should go back and look. There's some episode we did where I just started cussing oh about Erling Holland because he was a, so good. Funny, we've been doing this podcast five years. It was the funniest <laughs> thing that has ever been done on this podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that that's all I've been able to do to make you laugh, but sometime I will try to top that. Hey, by the way, break news, that guy good. Yeah, well, make your penalty kicks. Jeez, what a loser. What a bum. I saw him. He misses that penalty kick, and it's like, oh, my gosh, he is human. And then two minutes later, (laughs) who did he put on skates? Well, which, welcome to everyone's putting that dude on skates of late. He has uh, not had a good month I saw somebody on Twitter call him Upa McGuire, and I'm like, ooh. No. Wow. Little That's shade of your guy. Yeah. yeah. Little Harry Maguire action. <laughs> Love to see a shot taken there. Uh, but that's that's Erling Holland doing Erling Holland yeah. things, going out and scoring a ridiculous goal. Misses the penalty kick that was rightfully so, because didn't he also get the didn't uh Upa Meccano also yeah. have the foul that caused the penalty kick? Yeah. So all sorts of bad And then one earlier in the first half, which yeah. he got sent off on a red card. Yeah. And, but, that, but then it was offside. It was offside, so it was, yeah, God, what a <laughs> he disaster He was having for him. a tough day. Well, he had a tough, tough game couple, before. He's been having it's, a tough couple weeks. Yeah, it's been bad. Bad bad deal for that dude. Um, so anyway, yeah, Erling Holland still good. We will continue to see how he does in the Champions League and see if he gets crowned this year or not. Very good chance he will. Uh, if you want to see some Premier League teams in the U.S., I have news for you on that. This is called the Premier League Summer Series. Ooh. Uh, so these are all in late July. And a lot of them are, I mean, they're located in a few distinct areas. So I'll give you this in a second. Um, But the teams involve Brighton, Brentford, Newcastle, Aston Villa, Fulham, Chelsea, I believe are all the teams that are doing this. So here are the matchups. Saturday, July 22nd, Chelsea and Brighton in Philadelphia, 7 p.m. That, I would assume, is the Christian Pulisic how you doing game, right? Because that's Philadelphia. I assume he would be there for that one. That's the American tour, he's from Hershey, PA. That's got to be like, hey, welcome to your hometown. Maybe he's transferred to Brighton by then. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> man, maybe he's not on Chelsea. God, that'd be hilarious. You buy all these tickets, everybody's like, ah, yeah, Christian Pulisic, and then he's not. Nope. Uh, then Sunday, July 23rd, Fulham and Brentford, as well as Newcastle and Aston Villa, both those games in Philadelphia. Cool. There could be worse weekends to be had yeah. than to uh, take a three-day weekend in Philadelphia, fly in on Saturday, 7 p.m. for that one. If you got tickets to that, then you're there all day Sunday and you get tickets to both those games. I'm not saying that anybody's budget fits that. Sure. But if you could secure tickets to Chelsea, Brighton, Fulham, Brentford, Newcastle, Aston Villa, 
that's a sweet deal. Sounds like a pretty good weekend. Yeah, and then come back on Monday. Seems like a good day to me. Uh, Wednesday, July 26th, all those teams mixed up in different fashions. Two of them, two, four of them, what? Two of those teams will be in Orlando, Fulham and Aston Villa, Orlando, 7 p.m., Wednesday, July 26th. Bradford and Brighton in Atlanta on five at 5.30, and then Chelsea, Newcastle in Atlanta at 8.15. Again, uh, Miguel Almiron, yeah. former Atlanta player, would be presumably, if he's there, if he's still, I assume he's going to be with Newcastle, mm-hmm. all that, you would assume he would be around for that. Uh, Friday, July 28th, Brighton in Newcastle in Harrison, New Jersey, that must be a Red Bull Arena, I'm guessing. That's where that's what's in Harrison, New Jersey. Uh, and then Sunday, July 30th, these are both in Landover, Maryland, home of, for now, where the Washington Commanders play, yeah. their giant stadium. Aston Villa in Brentford at uh, 12 p.m. and then Chelsea Fulham at 2.45. I do not assume you will be able to buy one ticket to both of those and right, pay yeah. for all that. But, yeah. you know, Fulham Amer- Full America, as they're called, Fulham gets to reestablish, hey, we're still one of the favorite sons of America. I'm shocked soccer. they're not playing Jacksonville. Shocked. Yeah, that's a little odd, right? They are playing. Uh, Fulham's playing in Orlando, but that is not Jacksonville. And of course, Shad Khan Shad Khan owns yeah. Jacksonville and owns Fulham. Right. So yeah, it's very interesting. They didn't piece that together, but maybe he just figured we've got we've got Jacksonville on lockdown. Maybe he wants to be separated from the two. I don't know. I don't know what the logic is there. But in either case, if you want to go to those games now, you know, uh, it's the summer series. Premier League. I'm sure you can find that wherever tickets are sold. Actually, I take that back. They go on sale officially this coming Wednesday, okay. the 26th. So if you are wanting to look into that, now would be the time to start arranging and seeing what it is. That's I'm, a big day, Wednesday the 26th. Well, yeah, because the other thing that you have on Wednesday the 26th, a little matchup in the Premier League <laughs> between uh, two teams <laughs> named Manchester City and Arsenal. Now, that's a very good matchup. Uh, you might remember the previous game between the two. That was a three-one win for City at the Emirates. Mm. Um, so they're gonna they're gonna have the return leg here. Now this one is, of course, this one with a little more pop. Yeah, Arsenal going on the road here against Manchester City. If you want to watch this one, it's only on Peacock. So Peacock, I believe they put this the last one. I put that other game was also on Peacock, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So. Yeah, we've gotten used to that, right? Yeah, for sure. You know what they're doing now. They're basically saying, if you want the biggest games we have, we're going to put them on our streaming service, and you're going to have to pay something to watch them, either a monthly, you know, whatever. It's $4.99, $6.99 for the month. It's really not, like, if, and probably if you're listening to this podcast, like, by choice, and not just stumbling upon it on the radio, and like, what's Peacock? Yeah, exactly. um, Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's pretty good for me, like, at home, I got the Wi-Fi, and I know more bars throughout town uh, have got Peacock because... You know, I mean, here's a newsflash. Like, other things are on Peacock except, you know, not just Premier League games anymore. Yeah. College football going to be doing that. Of course, now Amazon with Thursday Night Football and the NFL, like streaming services. So ESPN not- and ESPN has tons of stuff that they're streaming more yeah. and more every, every Apple, week. Apple, of course, Apple, with, of the course cr- now with the crew. Apple, of course, now with the crew. MLS, like, whole deal. So I feel like it's become less of a thing, but it's still – I always do rejoice like when a game that I want to watch is just on regular TV. Oh. Like it's it's very it's very nice. It's been refreshing to be able to watch like NBA and NHL playoff games or even and the just, Champions League that is on 10 TV. Yeah. That yes, literally on Channel 10, yeah. which is something that as as a like high schooler if you had told me you'll be able to watch Manchester City and Bayern Munich play on 10 TV, I would be like first of all I don't believe you. Yeah. Second of all, <laughs> what satellite is 10 TV on now? Like those big satellite right. dishes they used to have, not even the little direct TV ones. I never would have believed that. I do have a bone to pick with 10 TV on oh, that front. Though. What's that? 
So <laughs> I'm watching. I'm trying to remember which game it was. Real Madrid and Chelsea. I was watching Real Madrid and Chelsea, and I've you know I was watching both of the games. And yeah, I could have gone to Paramount Plus and watched the dual screens, but I'm like, ah, just watch the game that's on TV. That's fine. I got a baby on my chest. I'm like, yeah, oh, just right. trying not to freak out while watching these. So Chelsea's up or not Chelsea? Real Madrid's up. They win the game. No problem for them. And in the late stages of the Napoli Inter game, which I believe was Inter AC Milan, who they were playing. Anyways, doesn't matter. So Inter, I think it was Inter. Yeah, they're up. Yeah, Inter Milan. Yeah, that's it. Was, so yeah. Inter is up two nil or one nil, whatever the score was. And Napoli scores in like the 89th minute. And so they go to the game. Like 10 TV goes to the game. And then you know how we have hard outs like in radio, like where we have to be out by a certain time. So they adjusted for that. Like we're going to be out at 457 so we can get to the commercial break and get to the top of the top of the five o'clock hour news. And then. And they just like poof, like went to the commercial right as like a crossball oh, no. was in, like Napoli oh, crossball no. to tie the game and tie the leg. And I'm like, ah! That's ah! not good. And I started to freak out. And then I looked down on my phone and nothing happened of it. And the game was over. But still, at that point in time, and I'm like, you can't, you can't just do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's bad. That's you're definitely <laughs> not good. We got to, we got to make sure we understand the stakes here. And also for Italian soccer fans who are yelling at us, it was AC Milan and Napoli that played each other. Yeah. Interplayed Benfica. That's what, yes, that's what I yeah. thought. Yeah, you had it right. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, you said, you said Milan and then, yeah. I whatever. could have been talking about Miami. Inter Miami. I for, you know what? Again, for those of you who don't listen to the podcast, there was a big thing a few months ago where uh, Inter Milan was suing Inter Miami because Inter Miami was confusing people. As when you stupid say, as MLS is, I'm surprised it's not the other way around. Where Inter Miami wasn't suing Inter Milan for yeah, being yeah. like, you can't take our name. I, but you know what? I'm glad Inter Milan was like, no, stop. What are you inter of? <laughs> Explain it. Are you international? Is that what you are? That's what the name is. Are you an international club? Are you Italian? And then David Beckham was like, oh, right, mate. Yes, I am. We's is international. Look, I'm married to Spice Girl. How you doing? All my kids is named after cities in different countries. How are we? Inter Milan. Inter Miami. Here we go. He is the one of the greatest free kick specialists of all time and has one of the silliest voices of all time. I agree. My guy. All right. We didn't get to the USA-Mexico thing about Women's World Cup and all that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk a little bit about USA-Mexico playing this past week and get you all set up for your weekend of soccer. We'll do that next. It is Bone and Beam United. Welcome back to Bone and Beam United. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Bone Beam United. So the thing we've been talking about, been meaning to get to and finally are going to do so. United States and Mexico announced this week their plan to bid in uh, as co-hosts of the 2027 Women's World Cup. Yeah. Both the federations announced this this week. Uh, so this is on the it came on the final day that FIFA said it would accept submissions for expressions of interest. Bid agreements were due are due by May 19th, official bids by December 8th. So they've got time to put together the bid. FIFA plans to publish an evaluation report in May of 2024, and then FIFA's Congress will vote May of May 17th of next year. So you got over a year before this is going to get settled. Um, so, of course, everybody from the U.S. and Mexico were like, hey, we're leaders in global soccer and yeah. the big place, and hey, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, the other ones that have said they are going to bid on this, South Africa has announced a bid. Belgium, Germany, and the Netherlands have announced a joint bid. Brazil's sports minister had said that their nation, that nation will bid as well. 
U.S. hosted the tournament in 99 and 1991. And, of course, the Americans are four-time champions, winning in both those years and 2015 and 2019. The women's tournament is coming up this year from July 20th to August 20th. New Zealand, Australia. Yeah, right, which uh, is huge. That would be – I've always wanted to go to that part of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never done it. Two reasons. One, 17-hour flights. Two, yeah. tarantulas the size of a bowling ball. So my dad worked for a company out in New Zealand for forever. And now he's, I think he's working out of a company out of Australia. I don't know what he does. Anyway, this I, I just want to point out to people, I have known you for well over six, seven years now. Yeah. And every time I ask you, when you bring up your dad, I'm like, so what's he doing? You're like, I don't know. He's, he's just around. And like then randomly he's. Places for like two years. He just lives in a country yeah. and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's over there. I don't know what he does. I think he's a sleeper agent for a <laughs> Right. I don't sure. know. I don't I literally don't sure. know what he does and he terrifies me. But anyways, <laughs> so he's um, You might need to talk to someone about these issues. He was, he was uh they were over in New Zealand. I'm just kidding about how he terrifies me. I know I just I know. literally have just no saying, clue. What you have no clue what your dad does for a living. I have no idea. When I was seven, I was in the same boat. But now I'm, I do know what I'm my dad 30, does for a living. He's almost thirty one years old. He works something with like d- databases and Hey, man. I don't know. Spreadsheets and something databases. It, something that it sounds like if you were a sleeper agent that you would be doing. A job that's just boring enough that people go, okay, don't tell me anymore. I don't <laughs> yeah, want to know. Your right. eyes glaze over, yep, and then yep. you're free to travel to New Zealand. So they went <laughs> down there, uh, and he used to spend like probably about a month down there out of the year. He would do business for a couple, and then my stepmom would go over for two weeks, and they would have a vacation. So literally at the start of COVID, I mean, go back to March of 2020. Take yourself back to that. I remember it vividly. I do, too. And... They were down, so they were in New Zealand. They were planning to go to like Tahiti or Bora Bora or something like that after after New Zealand. Then they were going to go to Hawaii, like on their way back. They were just going to, you know, get their way back closer. So, my dad and my stepmom, if you've ever watched Lord of the Rings, like that was all filmed in New Zealand, right? So, like yeah. when they're trekking through those big mountains and they've got, you know, like the glaciers and the rivers and the, you know, oceans next to it, like that was all filmed in New Zealand. So, they were. They did a, and you'll like this now, they did like a, I want to say six or seven day trek through like the Fjordlands on oh, like the South Island of New Zealand. How beautiful yeah, that must be. Incredible. Here's the thing about that is that you have no cell service or anything. You mm. have no clue what's going on in the world. Oh, So right. when they got back from their trek, like they made it to whatever city that they were going to be in or town, like on the South Island. You know, they it's like a 14-hour time difference there. He texted me. He texted me, and this was right as NCAA basketball t- games were getting canceled. Oh, right. And Ohio State was playing whatever in the first round of the tournament, of the Big Ten tournament. He goes, hey, did the Buckeyes win? <laughs> and I, t- I, I texted him back, and I'm like, you have a whole lot to learn. <laughs> like, because that was all canceled. Right. Yeah, it's like almost being in a coma, except he was living his best life. Living his best life right. and everything. And they were so close, Bone, to just staying. Like, to be like, all right, we're going to we're gonna wait it out. We're going to oh. wait it out here. And, like, people in New Zealand were like, I don't think you know how big of a deal this is. This, you may like, not- our government is going to crack down, and either, A, you will not be able to leave, or, B, if you're unable to get to your next point of entry, you're not going to be able to come back. Yeah. And like- so they were so close to staying, and they ended up getting the last flight out of the country. Wow. Straight from New Zealand to Hawaii, oh, had wow. to like do the whole song and dance in Hawaii about like we just came here, we were like a trekking through a fjord land, and then finally made it back to Cleveland. And they were just like, Yep, yeah, had no clue any of that was going on. Can you imagine like walking up to a person in New Zealand who's like, and again, I don't do a New Zealand accent, but it's like, Hi, oh, mate, 
what's your problem? And they're like, we have to get to Cleveland. It's like, where in you know, the there's a, blank you know, there's is a that? pandemic on, right? <laughs> like, you know, there's a thing right now. We're not really focused on getting people to Cleveland so yeah. much. Trying to, like, everybody stay safe. Gosh, it's a crazy story. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, your assignment this week is to find out what your dad does for a living, <laughs> given that he's your dad. You might want to just, I mean, I'm just saying gloss, like, big picture terms. What is your profession? How would he answer that how would question? You describe, how would you describe, what would you say you do here? <laughs> well, I talk to the customers and I give them the files. Do you, do you actually hand the files to the no, customers? No, no, my assistant does. Yeah, we're just quoting a movie that no one remembers from 20 years ago. Um, so the last thing I would say about this uh, Women's World Cup, actually a couple of quick things. One, I hope the U.S. gets it, of course. Also, I would love to see Columbus be in the running yes. for this. I don't know that every Women's World Cup game, I don't think a U.S. game would be in Columbus because of the size of the stadium, but mm-hmm. 20,000 seat soccer stadiums with roofs on them are great ideas for Women's World Cup games that might involve, like, again, countries that might be here that might not have a huge traveling contingent sure. of fans that would get here. I think it would be cool to have that type of event yes, here in Columbus. And, of course, we would be there. We would love to see that, even if it's not a U.S. game. Um, so hopefully Columbus could maybe have a better chance at that than they did with the men's tournament, where I know you have to have like 60,000 seaters and yeah. all this stuff. Uh, the other thing I will say, did you see that the women's champions league, I believe the last two rounds of that are going on just like, you know, men's champions league mm-hmm. is in Europe. Um, CBS Golazo is going to be televising all that. So Great. that will be on the CBS family of, I assume Paramount plus or yeah. whatever, however they do that digitally, you will be able to find those games so that's good to be able to watch women's Champions League games, which are getting some of these games in England are drawn as well as the men. They're getting 40, yeah. 50,000 people to these right. games. So that's excellent to see for women's soccer. Love that. Uh, this weekend, of course, go crew, take it on Charlotte. Be nice if you found a way to get a few of the points you left on the board yeah, against point, New England. Point would be nice. Yeah, uh, we'll I take think. a point. I think that'd be fine. Um, you had Aiden Morris play 26 minutes against Mexico in the men's. Started too late for me. I didn't watch. Cash grab friendly that started at 10.22 p.m. Yeah, I didn't watch either. But don't worry. Next year, they'll do it again because they're just doing one of these games a year, guaranteed. And I will not watch again. If it's at 10 o'clock at night? <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. I'm not I'm not up for that. But anyway, the U.S. tied 1-1 in that game if you missed it. Hopefully, Aiden Morris uh, back and better than ever. We'll see. Uh, In either case, thank you for listening. Thank you for enjoying the podcast. If you are, if you're listening on the radio, find the podcast wherever you get podcasts. Just search Bone and Beam United. We will talk to you next week.